Is it worth it? Let me put my game down, flip it, and reverse it. Siri, what nobody talking to you? Get out of my business, lady. Always and forever. Each moment with you. It's just like a dream to me that somehow came true. And I know tomorrow will still be the same. <laughs> Them niggas was really singing. Today's episode of the Meet the Break podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, I mean nobody does wings like NWP. Order now, and I mean right now, for takeout and delivery online, but be weary of how you pull up because everybody isn't doing that weird as full capacity stuff without mask in person. So order online right now for takeout delivery. And if you do pull up, make sure you drop Meet the Brave podcast in the process of doing so. I Because we on some hood shit, I can't guarantee if Morgan's going to give you a discount, but if you go, yo, I heard about y'all on the Meet the Break podcast, there's a chance that somebody in that building may look out for you and drop you some kind of, you know, some just 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 do a favor. So pull up, support Meet the Break podcast, support Northwest Pizza and Pod stuff in Ashton, Oregon, and they will look out for you in the interim. Salute to family. Morgan, we love you. Thank you for supporting us and being our day one supporter of the Meet the Break podcast. Today's episode of Meet the Brave Podcast is powered by Uplifters. That is Uplifters with no vows. And not just are they a black-owned domino company, but everything cultural strategy. And that's black culture, the advancement of black culture, and all things that advance us into the future and make us sustainable and independent outside of you white weirdos. I said it. You heard it here. We love you. Shout out to our brother Janelle. And be sure to look out for that collab of Grand National and Uplifters for the Dominoes. And most importantly, our brother Alexius Franklin for being an executive producer on Uplifters' first original series, Winning Formula, which I so happen to be the host, the, the, I, ha- I so happen to have the honor of being on the first episode. That is the first episode of the Winning Formula, where we sit down over Game of Dominoes, some great drink sponsored by alkali rye powered by alkali alkali rye salute to jess and we just have a great conversation over a game of dominoes and dominoes that just so happen to be handcrafted by uplifters themselves so subscribe to the uplifters page on youtube and follow the uplifters page on instagram their description is always the link is always in the description or description is always in the link y'all know what i mean tap in Today's episode of the Meet the Break podcast is powered by the Reef Studios in Oakland, California. Black-owned studio. Not that that matters, but it is. Um, black-owned studio by myself, OG Jaron, Brian Simmons, and the homie Lucas, located in downtown Oakland, where we specialize in multi-tracking, audiobooks, 
podcasts, you name it, it can be done just all around creative. And what we're really proudest of is like a lot of that Grand National shit has been recorded out of there. So all the fans of Grand National, all the fans of the Meet the Break podcast and anything dope coming out of the area, tap in with the Reef Studios in Oakland, California. Follow the Reef Studios on Instagram and DM for all of your inquiries. Last and hardly ever, ever, ever least, today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Let's Pubble Productions. All visual aspects and storytellings are powered by Let's Pubble Production, our brother Alexius Franklin, and that's on the behalf of the Meet the Brave podcast, but the Reef Studios, Winning Formula, you name it, and Lex, God damn it, Lex, if you don't eventually let us tell all the great news that you have coming up and you got some incredible news this week that I'm itching to tell, but it's your story. Um, All things visual storytelling are done by Alexius Franklin and Les Bubble Productions. Tap in if you so desire to have yours look anything comparable to ours, but you know, that's never going to happen. You're never going to look as fly as we do, but... If you want to, you know who to tap in with. And that is the source. That is the God, Alexius Franklin and everybody over at Let's Bubble Productions. With that being said, let's start the show. I am Monty Draper and I am so happy to be here. I am in shit. I'm in (laughs) the illest nigga in Nebraska currently. Uh, It is 125 Nebraska time. And finally sat down to do a pod. And I couldn't be prouder, um, I would say, to be doing to do be to be doing a pod. So much has happened. Um, I'm not really sure where to start, but like we did last week, we just kind of just dove in and the love was so abundant that we just ran it back. So salute the L, salute the Lex, um, salute to our listenership, our viewership, everybody on YouTube. How are you? How are y'all doing it? Seriously, think about it. So subscribers, right? We got to run the subscribers up. And until we run a subs- the subscribers up to a particular number, we can't really monetize. But our we know we're not really pressed for monetization. We just want to tap in with the folks that we tap in with on a weekly. So we get to do so. But in the interim, y'all go ahead and put hella people on. And <laughs> I can't help but be really, really grateful for that. I know the guys are grateful for that. And I know the overall community is grateful for that. Um, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm on a production with like super creatives. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I definitely believe in my creative abilities. However, I do have those moments where I'm around multi talented people who cover multiple disciplines. And I go, damn, I need to tuck my chain in because they're impressive. You know, so salute to Nico McKnight, uh, salute to Corey McNeil, uh, Joshua Libertine, uh, Joseph, uh, Edgar, John, like the whole crew. Um, Who am I forgetting? Jalen Terry. God damn it. Like everybody on this crew as in as a whole squad, Braden, um, the whole squad is like just multi-talented. So it just naturally makes you go, yeah, I'm okay at what I do. But to watch these guys and, and women salute Annie. I love you, Annie. Uh, thank you for holding it down. Ron, how the fuck did I forget about Ron Holden, who's the GOAT? Um, salute to the whole crew for just being exceptional beings. Uh, 
but then ultimately just welcoming and welcoming an individual who is just trying to find their way and creating something special together. So salute to the whole Times 10 staff, salute to the whole Adidas staff and on an excellent production we wrapped this week and I cannot <laughs> I can't be prouder uh, than the job that we done, but I'm ultimately like grateful to go home. Uh, small towns will have that sort of wear and tear on you. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just grateful to be able to go home and and the time away has made me really appreciate everything that I have set up at home. Um, even you know your your space and your bed is one thing, your studio is a whole another thing. But it, God bless you if you got a significant other that holds you down. Like then you like yo I need to get back home. And then God bless you if you got a crew that's holding you down and you like yo I really need to get home and like focus on work. And I just feel like I've been able to unplug and nothing be slowed down at all like things take are taken care of at home and things are taken of care taken care of from a business perspective salute the freak um for getting so much work done this week in the midst of everything that he's got going on um oh shit grand national uh october august 6th will be at the new parish tickets are online newparish.com uh you can find the grand national tickets august 6th uh, early bird salute to everybody that copped an early bird ticket but now we're in the second tier tickets are $35 make sure you grab them right now because the day of shit is going up we have not even announced a guest and tickets are moving like that so I'm not going to have any sympathy for those who have not purchased a ticket because guess what my girlfriend purchased a ticket my mother purchased a ticket my sisters purchased tickets um, I think my dad even bought a fucking ticket and that nigga can't work the internet to save his life so guess who i'm not gonna have sympathy for any of you random niggas that didn't purchase a ticket like it's not gonna be my concern at all um but i hope to see y'all there i i mean and not even from like i want you in a building i just don't want you to be the weirdo that didn't get the experience fucking excellence that night and i feel like i can say that with confidence because we've been killing shit um so Go to thenewparish.com and purchase your tickets for August 6th at the New Parish. This shit is going to be stupid. It's going to be so much love. And without fully giving away anything, I can say we're going to make history that night. It's just, you know, kind of being the reemergence and the and kicking the door down for real niggas again. For like shit to like really matter. I cannot wait to share that night with my... I mean, I hope y'all are there, but... I can't wait to share that that night with my crew. Um, Kev, obviously. Deuce, obviously. Uh, Deezus, obviously. Um, Ruth Shankle, fucking Champ Green, Mo Green, my brother DB, Black Achilles, um, Passwords, <laughs> fucking Kate Lamont, Dame Drummer, Kariga Bailey, Brian Simmons, uh, JJ, Josh Ickbon, fucking Tom Molina, Keith Snowdegrass, uh, uh, Byron Hogan. Oh, man. It's going to be an epic night. And I, I'm so tempted to give guests, but it's not neither here nor there. It's not my place to give them. You should just pull up and just get your tickets because you fuck with us. How about that? Uh, excited to see everybody that night. August 6th, New Parish. Man. Um, salute to the homies at uh um the record shop 
in Hayward. We will be there Wednesday. If anybody wants to pull up, we'll be dropping off East Shore Highway Vinyl, Grand National Vinyl. That'll be dope. What am I missing? Did I plug enough shit for this week? I uh, hope so. Subscribe to the YouTube page. I think I said that already, but if you haven't subscribed and if you really fuck with it, put somebody on, follow the Instagram page. And most of you guys are really great about doing that. Uh, follow Alexius Franklin, Let's Bubble Productions. LG does not have an Instagram because this nigga is crazy, but that's neither here nor there because y'all fuck with him. So he gets to operate in this sort of like crazy space. He gets to, L really think he Wayne for real. So this nigga don't have to subscribe to no rules at all. Salute to LG. Um, for just saying whatever the fuck he wants to. Hmm. What am I missing? Is that it? Y'all know, y'all know the vibes. We Last week, we did this random show where niggas just talked and did these random stream of thoughts. And a lot of that shit was powered by Jordan Peterson. That nigga spun out. I, <laughs> uh, I knew that already, but... It was like, who cares? And then we did it, and then I listened to it. It was like, this is the most fun shit ever. And then y'all fucked with it. So what did I say about y'all? So guess what we're doing again? Uh, Because I'm in Omaha, uh, Lex and L are not remote, but they did send their shit in. And I'm going to weave it together, send it to y'all. Salute to Spesh, uh, Britt. There's a lot of people that just tapped in and was like, yo, I fucked with the the sequencing of last week, the format of last week. And I think the guy, I think we did separately outside of you guys. I think we fucked with the flow. And then in the editing process, I got to really hear how intertwined all of our thoughts were. So here we are once again. Uh, I am, I don't think I'm losing my shit, but who's to say? When you're losing your shit, do you really know you're losing your shit? And I can't say that I'm not losing my shit however i thought i was losing my shit in birmingham and that shit was confirmed by everybody that listened to it It was like nigga you sound like you were losing your fucking mind and i think that i was however we are here now i love you guys all thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you it is 1 a.m and this will be dropping at 4 a.m pacific coast time <laughs> oh my yeah, real time. And I'm watching Love Don't Cost a Thing. Young Nick Cannon. We should have known Nick Cannon was a boy when he made this film. Because he really made this shit and put it out. And he was able to get Steve Harvey in it. And a bunch of other like real niggas in this movie. And nobody asked any questions. But what are we saying? <sighs> what do I want to talk about this week? I would like to start with. Uh, shout out to Brit. Um, conversations with Nation. My, it, let's see. Conversations with Nation. Uh, Evening Jones with Bomani. Uh, Flagrant Two. Mm, what am I missing? Ah, I'm. Let me stop fronting. I don't have hella time to listen to shows anymore. So whenever Brit drops, I'm tuned in. However. When Brit and Sita drop together, <laughs> the Royal Nation podcast, I'm tuned in different. And what happens between, uh, if anybody doesn't know who's listening to the show now, we had we had Brit and Sita on on episode 156. That was, if I'm not mistaken, 157. And they came and fucked shit up. And be and and the reason that I, I say that is because. 
we were supposed to have women on months ago, years ago, what have you. And we we didn't. And eventually when we did, we just so happened to have some real ones on and they created one of the better moments in our show. But prior to that, I was already a fan. I was a, I was a, I was a super fan of Brit when she does her solo shit and when she when she sits down with people. Her father being one of my favorite episodes. I don't kill me, Brit. I always forget Bre's name that you sat down with that went to Polly with you. That episode was incredible. Um, he, both of you guys, so happen to know our my brother Dill, which is hilarious. I and mean, we'll, we'll talk about that shit off air. But. Um, yeah, you know how I feel about that all that shit. I I I, I DM'd you, I texted you, all the shit. Um, L's pot, L's episode, obviously. Um, but then whenever you whenever you and Sita get sit down, it it's interesting because of how ridiculously different your your approaches to life are, and in no way should they work. Um, I. See, I hope Sita knows that I, I absolutely adore her and respect respect her as a as a thinker. Um, I just so happen to have a little bit better communication with you, Brit. So my bias will probably sound as such, but um, the balance that Sita offers you and the amount of work she makes you do whenever there's a Royal Nation episode, it it sort of lends itself to. Um, a level of humility that I don't know if no no I I don't know if you'd be able to access on your own. So it makes those episodes really really interesting um, and the amount of work that the two of you are having to do. And as women, it's there, but as humans, it's also there. Where it just I respect the fuck out of it, out of it and appreciate it. And so, but this episode was hilarious because <laughs> because of the 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 genuine conversation that y'all stumbled into on some like random shit. These niggas really ruined Disney movies for everybody under the sun. Like y'all, y'all toxic for real. Like I think listening to a Royal Nation podcast is the equivalent of listening to a Meet the Brave podcast on steroids because y'all niggas for real. But you you're women obviously, so but y'all niggas. <laughs> so it it has this ridiculous effect where the serious of the most serious of conversations are made accessible in these ways that um that don't diminish the actual content that don't diminish the actual conversation um that don't diminish the the actual outcome itself you know um and so I walk away I walk away laughing my ass off uh, more than anything, but but uh, more importantly, hella informed as a as a man. And granted, that ain't niggas' burden. Like y'all don't have to do that shit. But um, I walk away hella grateful. And that's with a lot of the women in my life. Like the shit that y'all carry, um, the shit that y'all can communicate, the shit that you've had to figure out how to communicate to to dumbass niggas is is so impressive to me. Um, but the grace that the the grace that the intelligent women carry um, is beyond me. is is uh is is super beyond me. So I'm I'm grateful, nonetheless. So if you haven't checked it out, 
Conversations with Nation is, is an amazing podcast with Brit. Shout out Brit. But when they do the Royal Nation podcast is a is a collab between Sita and Brit and they have these conversations that niggas just shouldn't be privy to. So so salute to the family. Thank y'all. Um that will be in the description. And again, they were on episode what why am I bugging? I feel like it was episode one fifty seven. Somebody gonna check me and be like, nigga, no, it was one fifty whatever. But they were on one of the episodes and they bodied that shit. So, yes. Um that's where I wanted to start with. What else would happen this week? Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Shout out to Jane Hancock. Y'all y'all know that's my nigga. And sis, I love you. And we, we talk all the time. But Jane had one of the moments that niggas from the Bay don't have. And I'm so, I'm so proud of her. Uh, I'm proud of Jane because she got it out the mud type shit and she went viral for all the right reasons. Um, salute to Uncle Snoop, Snoop Dogg, um, for posting Jane's video of uh, of her weed song uh, produced by Soundtrack. The video was shot by Kev. Um, it was just one of them moments where you're like, damn, this really happened, but it happened in an organic sense where nigga wasn't nobody out there selling their soul to the devil, the Illuminati, if y'all believe in that shit. Nah, Jane just lit. And the shit, however the shit found Snoop, it found him. And the nigga was moved to push the shit. And it was just one of those moments where you could really be proud. And so... I think I watched that video myself. However many views the video has now, y'all can go check for yourself. But on my own, I think I watched it 10,000 times. Mind your business. And Jane, so let me be the, let, not the first. I think niggas been DMing you all week, but, and and we talked. But on the show, I'm I'm so proud of you. Uh, I am so grateful to to share space with you to realize your 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 brilliance, and this this nigga is such a sicko. She tweeted about she tweeted about niggas tweeting about her pen, and then was like, I don't even write. Which I can confirm, this nigga does not use a pen. <laughs> Jane, Jane don't use a pen. Uh, she's pure vibe. Uh, she vibes. She records herself. She engineers herself. She mixes herself. Uh, she don't only mix herself, nigga. If you in a session with with her, she gonna mix and produce your vocals and make sure that make sure that they're right. And you've you'll never have sounded better than you have in working with a session in Jane. So allow yourself to be produced. Don't be in your own way, and you'll walk out with a hit. Just show the fuck up. Uh, salute to Jane. Salute to Dylan Wiggins. They're there in L.A. at uh, Raphael's spot working on something crazy. Salute to Raphael the Goat. Raphael Sadiq. Um, so grateful for so grateful for Jane for just bringing niggas into the fold and giving us access. Raphael has been he's been one of those people that I looked up to forever. But ultimately, the way that he just um, is an open book has kind of changed the way I think about music as a whole. Um, so grateful for that. Um, but the Snoop shit is only funny because it's Shark Week and. They had the nerve to have Snoop narrating Shark Week. And Snoop is Snoop. Like, I can do I can do Snoop Lion. I can do 
shit I can do uh, gospel snoop I can do Martha Stewart snoop um yeah whatever snoop you need me to do no limit snoop <laughs> Pharrell snoop whatever whatever snoop you need me to fuck with guess what I can figure it out shark week snoop Shark Week Snoop is different. This nigga had his scarf on. Not his do-rag. Um, yeah, not his, nah, not his do-rag. This nigga had his scarf on in his compound doing voiceovers for Shark Week. And then filmed him doing the voiceovers. Like, yo, we're going to bring you into this intimate setting. And I was like, you know how much of a legend you got to be? You know how much of a bag you got to be worth for... The network for Animal Planet to agree to go. Yeah, man. Just do what you do. We'll figure the rest out. <laughs> hey, we'll even send a camera crew. Or better yet, we'll just send you a camera and figure it out from there. Snoop, I love you. I adore you. If you don't hurry up and get some niggas around you that really, really know that was really alive when Doggy Style came out or gave a fuck when Doggy Style came out or gave a fuck when uh, uh, not paid to cost be the boss but even though that's a great album um, the game is to be sold not to be told like come on man like Snoop is a legend forever in our eyes and this nigga is just like I'm just gonna get a bag cause I'm Snoop and I'm better at all this shit than all of you niggas are It was it's impressive but no Nigga, you're Snoop. We got to preserve some of this shit in some capacity. And that's all I wanted. But Shark Week, Shark Week is awesome. I think today was when Sharknado came on, but they're on Sharknado 75. And if anybody has seen all of the Sharknado movies, I envy you. I think we should have, I asked, oh no, I I was going to ask Teen. I didn't ask her. Uh, I think, I think whenever we get our house I would like to host the Sharknado episode, uh, Sharknado marathons. That would be a goal of mine. I'd want to do that at some point. What else have we got? Uncle Snoop on Shark Week. Uh, I already said we had the New Pairs, uh, Royal Nations podcast, Space Jam. Can we talk about how lit the fucking bay is? Uh, Space Jam New Legacy came out. Salute to Brian for being a fucking goat. Uh, salute to who do we got? Uh, Ryan Coogler for being the goat. Um, but salute to the whole bay for showing the fuck up when the rest of you creative niggas was like real shook. So the Space Jam podcast has hella bay niggas on it. I believe Simba is on the on the podcast <laughs> the soundtrack the the space jams <laughs> the space jam soundtrack has simba on it has pilo on it has white dave on it has who am i missing hmm 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 who am i missing from the space jam podcast 24 karat gold Who else am I missing from the Space Jam podcast that you niggas would probably be surprised at? Did I say Pila already? Did I say Simba already? Did I say 24 Karat Gold already? Did I say White Dave already? Who am I missing from? I'm missing somebody hella important. Nigga, that's crazy. 
Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Y'all gonna roast me or no? I'm not perfect. Fuck what y'all talking about. But I'm gonna go look it up in real time. I'm gonna go look it up in real time, shawty. Who we missing from the from the Space Jam podcast? Who we got? Who we got? Who do we have here? Damn, I am missing hella people. White Dave, Pilo, Simba, Sweetie, G Easy, Duckworth, Twenty Four Karat Golden, Ryan Coogler. I already said that. That's crazy, y'all. Y'all, I don't think I don't think we understand what's happening here. Like, really take that in. Something that damn near broke the internet has some of your favorite Bay artists on it, and some people that you don't or that you aren't familiar with that you need to get familiar with. And the reason that I would suggest you get familiar with them is because, as far as creativity is concerned, as far as like contributing to the overall good of the collective, like art space, the Bay is showing the fuck up. How about that? I said it. And the reason that that also is important is because Grand National is showing the fuck up. And the reason that that is important is because we have a show on August 6th, the way that I already said. And most of you guys that listen to the show have your tickets already. So I'm not talking to you. But if there's a chance that you didn't get your, a ticket for one of your partners, guess what you should do? Get a ticket for one of your partners and and go, hey, money, because... <laughs> <laughs> because you said the bay was lit, guess what I did? Get a ticket for one of my partners, and I'm going to fuck with you forever. So, salute to everybody that worked on the Space Jam film. Ryan Coogler for continuously putting on for the bay. Are y'all are you aware of the history that Ryan Coogler is making? No? Are we aware of the degrees of separation? So, Meet the Brave is your favorite podcast. I'm going to go out there and just say it. If Meet the Brave is your favorite podcast, your favorite host from the Meet the Brave podcast is LG. LG went to St. Mary's. Guess who LG went to St. Mary's with? Ding, ding, ding. Ryan Coogler. Ding, 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 ding. Guess who just so happens to be one of the greatest fucking storytellers in this generation? Ryan Coogler. You got it. So if you're not connecting the fucking dots of how lit this shit is, man, let me connect them for you. Got it? We good? All right, bet. I think we're good. We can move on. Uh, Royal Nation. Space Jam. New Parish. Uncle Snoop. I have COVID conspiracies on my list of things to talk about, but uh, I don't give a fuck. Do what you do. Stay safe. The Delta variant is doing what it does. The numbers are up. Let these people tell it. Um, they're still promoting vaccinations through juvenile and all your favorite washed up rappers. So let you niggas decide on what the fuck you're going to do as far as the vaccination is concerned. But guess who's not going to judge you? Your favorite partner here at the Meet the, Meet the Brave podcast, Monty. I'm never going to judge you for what you do. My, do what you do. That's your business. I never knew a world where people were walking around going, hey, yo, 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 fam, you vexed? That's crazy. But again... Vax that thing up. You a you a you a handsome young man. What you fact that that shit's crazy. Juvenile and Manny Fresh should be fucking embarrassed. Me and X you too. Um, but I love y'all, so I can't really say that. Huh. COVID conspiracy, Uncle Snoop, New Parish, Space Jam, Royal Nation. 
The rest of these topics aren't so light to move through, but we're doing streams of thought. That's what we're doing. And so family trauma is one of those things that's a little near and dear. I'm going to think I'm going to move away from that first. Is it worth it? Ooh, is it worth it is a really good topic. So I had this thought, right? And it was spawned from a conversation or an encounter with an old friend may or may not have been sexual. That's none of y'all business. But the thought was like, yo, is is anything is anything ever worth it? Right. You purchasing a car and you drive it off the lot. The shit depreciates. Yeah, it ain't worth it. Right. You buy a house, 30 year mortgage. Is it ever worth it? Depending on who you ask and what their setup is and if their job stability and all that shit. Um, Something not so highbrow and like regular adult shit. Just like a normal day-to-day decision where you're at a crossroads. Is it ever worth it? Can you ever say? And for the life of me, I wish I could remember what spawned that. But that doesn't fucking matter. It was a thought and it rolled into a really, really good inner dialogue as like, yo, is anything ever worth it? And and so with that in mind, can you ever truly, 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 can you seriously, can you ever justify either doing something or not doing something based on the cost benefit analysis? And so many companies, so many Fortune 500 companies, some of your favorite companies have these cost benefit analysis where they either do or do, do, don't do something where they push the button on something. And and the the variable is the outcome. Like, seriously, is the outcome. But so much of the outcome is tethered to the experience. But if you're not there for real, or if you don't have any proper context on the culture or what that experience is, can you really determine the success? Can you really determine the value? And so much of these general values that are applied to these general sort of experiences are determined by people who don't or aren't really tapped in. And so the market is being spewed by people who don't who don't have a fucking clue. And. But now what we're seeing is corporate and creative are having to coexist in spaces that they've never had to coexist before. And not that they've never had to coexist before. I think if anybody's ever watched Mad Men, salute to the legend Don Draper and Peggy and all them niggas. If you don't know, you don't know. That ain't your problem. Um, But one of the oldest businesses outside of Southern Pussy. Yes, I said it. Don't you dare judge me. One of the oldest businesses in the world is fucking marketing and branding. We've been marketed to and even as slaves, my nigga, niggas, the, the notion of marketing and branding to slaves is laughable. However, what the fuck do you call a Bible? That's just me. All right. You, we, we, we funking or no? All right. Let's let's focus. Let's focus. Um, marketing and branding, right? We're at a place where creatives and and corporate have to coexist and they only have to coexist is because the corporate, the new, the new, the new faces of corporate have a whole different understanding and approach to the business side. And they're not as emotional 
um, they're not as they're not as easy to manipulate. Um, they're not as sensitive, and and this is not me just throwing shit out there. These these are some of the folks that I've had the pleasure to be around the last month, uh, the last year, uh, last year and a half, last two years. Is some of these creatives who have taken it upon themselves to go get educated, educated, to go get equipped, um, to be able to go facilitate on behalf of themselves and other creatives who have continuously been left out of the conversation as to how this money is broken the fuck down. <laughs> and so these these sick fucks went and figured out how to speak the language. Now they're unstoppable. So so now they're intersecting in a way where corporate has to respect them. They figured out how to how to demand respect in those spaces without making it emotional. And I couldn't be prouder because some of these folks are some some people that I consider their friends. Um, some of them are folks that I just met that I would like to consider their friends one day. Um, and some of them are people that I'm studying from afar going, damn, this is impressive. And hmm. and there's a level of. There is a level of. There's a level of perceived code switching that has allowed them to operate with the absolute with the most absolute autonomy that I am so impressed by again because they aren't taking anything personal whatever the fuck anyone on either side says about them does not matter doesn't matter doesn't matter this is a this is a this is a this is an opinion. It's the equivalent of a YouTube comment. Hey, I agree with what you're saying. Let me hit the like button. Hey, I disagree with what you're saying. Let me hit the dislike button. What the fuck does either one of those matter for? Seriously. Seriously. And I've been told that. That has been demonstrated to me. And guess who is still struggling to adopt that mentality? Ding, ding, ding. You goddamn guessed it. Some days are better than other. Where? Don't matter at all what someone says or thinks about me. And in some days that shit is able to cut deep. Now my whole shit's thrown off. Such and such don't like me. This product doesn't resonate. This company don't want to sign. Did you, you name it. There's all kind of rejection I interface with on the daily. But. I just so happen to have an excellent business partner, so the fucking freak. He's figured out how to shield me from that shit, not be so sensitive. I, uh, I started to tweet a story about freak because I didn't think any. I, uh, I, I had a moment where I was trying to express how valuable someone like that has been to me. It's twenty twenty one, maybe in twenty. It's probably like twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. I things weren't going my way. Hear me. Things were not going my way. I picked up my phone and I didn't know what to do. And I wanted I wanted someone to hmm, 
I wanted someone to acknowledge my existence. I wanted someone to validate my investment into myself. But I I was doing it through the lens of of pouting, of stomping my feet, of picking my ball up and going home. And I text Freak and I said, hey, man, I can't do this shit no more. I'm about to quit. Do y'all know what Freak said? Uh, and anybody listening who doesn't know what Freak is, Freak is Dante Lewis. Um, my cousin, one of my dearest friends in the world and like the first person to believe in me and invest in me as a creative. Literally, I mean that. Like the first person to invest in me as a creative. Um, I text Freak and I go, hey man, I'm about to quit. <laughs> I'll never I'll never forget this shit. Freak, if you listening, nigga, I love you. And I thank you for saving my life. Uh, hey man, I'm about to quit. This nigga texts back and goes, "All right." <laughs> he texts back and said, "All right." And a few minutes passed. He said, "Hey man, if this is not for you, I completely understand. I will be in your corner no matter what." Fuck wrong with you, nigga. You just gonna let me quit? You not gonna you not gonna negotiate with me? You not gonna? coddle me you're not gonna go back and forth and it's like no nigga if you want to quit nigga quit fuck fuck you want me to do and had his reaction been anything different i don't know if i'm sitting in front of y'all today i can genuinely say that and it was it's such a good it was such a good lesson lesson in life where a don't be manipulating the people you claim to love for real into fucking Babying you and patting you on the back. You need a pat on the back. My nigga asked for a pat on the back then. But don't try to whoop nobody into it. And man, 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 man. Uh, I think I think I've told him thank you before. But he freak ain't one of those fucking credit people. Like it, that credit makes that nigga feel weird. But he may have he may have saved my life that day. I'm almost certain he did. I know Uncle Swiggy deal. Them niggas, I talked to them at length about that. But I think that day was almost just as pivotal, if not more, than those other days of Uncle Swiggy telling me not to quit. Um, of deal showing me the currency of being smart and seeking information. Like, I've had some some dope men show up in my life before. And I think that's one of those things I'm going to keep going. And just, like, talking about the men who have showed up, shown up for me in these unique spaces that have helped me really save my life and redirect my life. So, salute, freak. I love you, man. Thank you. Um, hmm. <laughs> That's, that that kind of that kind of leads into family trauma, I think, some weird twisted way, and and not wanting so so, and ple- I'm begging y'all, if if any one of y'all not fuck disagreeing like disagreeing is easy, but if any one of y'all has a counter thought or a parallel thought. That could help either either um, redirect me. Ooh, excuse me. Either redirect me, or prove me wrong, or prove me right, um, or help me get some clarity on my ask. Um, I 
I don't want to I don't want to be one of those people that that misappropriates their trauma. And by that I mean I aim to have a, a, a healthy a healthy dialogue with my partner. I hope to have a, a healthy space. Um, that that mean that does not. God damn it, that don't mean perfect. Um, that does not mean perfect. That does not mean that I'm always victorious. That does not mean that I'm always right. But I aim to have a healthy space where both parties feels like they can pull up and express what the fuck they got going on internally, for better or worse. You 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 deal with it, Monty. Hey, you feeling sensitive that day? But guess what? I still got to get the shit off my chest. Figure it out. Um, I aim to have that. Um, what I don't aim to do is misappropriate my trauma and, and displace it in places where it don't have shit to do with that person. That that person didn't ask for none of this shit. This, that's on you. Um, and... And how many, I guess, I guess the real, I guess the real part of it is, yes, we have trauma, um, but how much of our trauma allows for us to, to hold space for, for other folks, but especially, but especially for those who, who may, who may be the inflictors of our trauma, who may, or who may be at the root of our trauma, you know? It it feels like a really, it feel it feel it. I I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. As far as like, as far as addiction is concerned, I'll, I'll speak from my behalf. Like, let me let me not make this about nobody else. As far as addiction is concerned, I feel as if some days God is playing a real fucked up joke on me. I gotta be honest. As far as addiction is concerned, um, um. Because to me, and again, I could be making this up. I could be, I could be totally making this up because that's also how uh, uh, our history works and our and our and our memory and our experience. Like there's so many different other transmitters firing and so many other sensors senses firing in our memory that we're oftentimes are not we're romantic we're romanticizing or misremembering these experiences so they're not always accurate right so starting there cool i'm fully aware that they're not all accurate however in my brain i have these experiences with my father where this nigga is the most creative the 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 funniest uh the most balanced individual and, and like I have these memories of him as a kid, I have these memories of him as a teenager. I have these memories of him as adult, as an adult. I worked. I got one one of my, fr- no, not one of my for nigga. My first job ever was a summer job at my dad's job, and all of his coworkers adored him. Every single one of his coworkers adored him, and it, and then it, it validated, it validated the the eight year old Armani who remembered his dad being one of the dopest people it was like oh i'm not crazy you know and or because just be just because i know what we as adults what we do with our memory is like all right maybe i'm maybe eight-year-old me was bugging the fuck out but then 19 year old me got to be around him with other adults it was like nah your dad is the that's the nig right there so it's like oh okay and then 28 29 31 
30, 31, 32 year old me got to got to experience these really dope moments of him where I was like, oh, damn. But then immediately you <laughs> immediately you're, you're transported back to the eight year old version of yourself, to the 19 year old version of yourself that is wanting to romanticize these moments and wanting to hold on to these isolated moments. Um, ultimately, to go. Yeah because I know how life works um, and because I got my own shit that I need to work on I need to dig really really fucking deep and find some find and harness and establish empathy not just for relationships that I'm close with but but especially but especially across the board like it'll carry it, it has carried me so far and I'm aware I'm aware of how much of that gets misidentified as passive or non-confrontational I'm happy to say that it's neither uh, with confidence I am happy to say that uh, I'm happy to say that a lot of it stems and is rooted in the idea that None of us, none of us, um, none of us has the answer. And if if we allow ourselves to show up open and and encouraging to the idea of people showing up with solutions, then then there's no telling there's no telling where we'll be as a humanity, but also as leaders of the free world and inventions and wanting so bad for people to show up with solutions and radical ideas and radical responsibility uh, (laughs) um, wanting so so bad for all of that um, and having so much of it be determined and predicated on uh, the space that we hold and the grace that we allow for um, and god damn if I didn't have some some epic individuals uh, particularly women teach me that and and it not always be about you know it not always be about <laughs> it not always be about right or wrong you know uh so I want to say thank y'all. I want to say thank you to family, to friends, to loved ones, to to people who continue to show up through the good, through the bad, through the ugly. I want to say thank you to all of you guys for for continuously holding space. Um, I want to say thank you to the creatives out there who are away from their families. Uh, yeah, man, I want to say thank you to the creatives out there that are away from their families, that are chasing, that are chasing those stories, that are chasing those moments, that are chasing that that communication to to connect the world. Uh, again, fucking Jordan Peterson references where it's like the the greatest the greatest of service to humanity is done to creatives because they've completely. They, I hate using they. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate using they, but I also am not smart enough to know how to use different terms in real time. I promise you I'm getting there. Um, 
I don't like using they. Uh, but for this, I will use they. They have completely diminished our value. However, being so dependent upon creatives to be the solution pool to save the world. Give a fuck what you say. You need creatives every step of the way. Your pharmaceutical companies. Let's use COVID. Oh, God damn it. Will was able to sneak the COVID conspiracies in here. So the Delta variant and how they're branding it and marketing it is based on how many people are not vaccinated. However, they completely botched the branding and the marketing of the vaccination. So a people who you already don't have the trust of or who don't fuck with you, period. You completely botch the branding and the marketing of those folks that you need to reach. So now let you tell it those folks are the reason the numbers are up. All right, cool. Say that's true. We're here and you still haven't figured out how to market and communicate and brand to those folks that you need to get access to. So whose whose fault is it for real? Is it their fault? Is it yours? Do you give a fuck? Do you not give a fuck? Neither here nor there. But I'm rambling. <laughs> and that's the whole concept of the stream of thought. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening to me. And I cannot wait to be in studio with my guys again. Um very fairly, fairly soon. Lex Bubble, uh, I love you. I'm grateful for you, nigga. I'm fucking proud of you. I cannot wait till you can share your news on the pod. Um, LG, nigga, who do you think you are, nigga? Who, don't just be dropping bombs on our podcast, nigga, and having the whole world up in arms about shit that you say. This nigga's so tight, bro. L, L, is, L is so fucking tight. And y'all, y'all see why he's my hero, right? Um, with that being said, man, it's another episode of Meet the Brave. I'll see you all next week. Take 16. And I am LG. Uh, nah, it doesn't take me uh, 16 tries. Uh, truthfully, um, I was, you know, a little inebriated last night. Uh, a few uh, had a few drinks, of course. Uh, so um, tried to do this at that time, uh, coming in from being out, and uh, definitely was fumbling and not doing too well with that. So uh, slept, you know, t- stopped the tape, uh, mm-hmm. slept on it. And then I woke up later to like, you know, go through the normal morning routine and everything and um, come about it from a fresher uh, standpoint. So you're getting a better me on this one. So I um, did for sure didn't want to put out whatever the hell I was doing last night. That was uh, trash. Uh, So. um, Yeah. So basically this week, uh, this week has been super productive. I've been doing uh, just over some time, actually, have been doing a good amount of like uh, I'm going to sound like the folks that, you know, have like the stone, the energy stones and, uh, you know, go through like the meditation and uh, can tell you about your uh, horoscope and all that type of stuff. I'll just just the, just the quick dome. Uh, but I've uh, been going through like a soul cleanse. Um, and truthfully, it's been like actually multiple things. So it's a soul, uh, a body, soul. Uh, mind cleansing, uh, which has just been things that I've just tacked on to a normal routine that I'm doing. Uh, so I just added more and more things to it. And um, the cool thing about that um, is that as you do so, uh, you relieve yourself of a good amount of the excess stress 
um, and also um, a lot of the uh, negativity, uh, whether that's uh, negative uh, thoughts, uh, negative feelings, or even just negative people uh, or negative uh, things that are in your life. Uh, you cleanse yourself of a good amount of those things when you do start doing a lot of the work um, on the normal routine and adding on to it. So uh, that's been that's been great because that's you know I've talked about that a few times as far as like mental health and uh, getting a hold of your own health and stuff like that. So um, you know just seeing a lot of the uh, results and um, as I've added on uh, actually seeing how many more hours in your day that you pick up on is pretty interesting too. Uh, you find, you tend to find another hour here or there or another minute or, um, you know, a few minutes or whatever. Uh, you discover more of that in your day, um, when you're relieving yourself of a good amount of that negativity. So I do, um, suggest to everyone, recommend to everyone, uh, that you go through that type of, uh, journey and, uh, add some of those things to you, uh, relieving yourself of a good amount of your negativity um, and see what that does for you, what you discover, um, how much time and, um, and uh, happiness that you come across. Um, it's a really interesting uh, process. So I do recommend to everyone. Uh, but I say all that to say that um, part of the reason why I was uh, on uh, last night and trying to do this thing uh, was that I uh, got, a, got a call, uh, got a FaceTime about midday. Uh, from our old uh, castmate uh, um, uh, for the pod, uh, Juan Po. Um, and uh, we ended up, uh, you know, going to catch the game um, and, you know, drink a little bit, eat a little bit, whatever, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I, ha- I don't drink really ever anymore. Like, I have a whole bar set up here at the crib um, of just alcohol that looks looks at me, basically. I look at it. I look. It looks at me. I just basically have it for aesthetic at this point. Or if somebody else wants to drink when they're over here, um, then it's, a, you know, that's on them, of course. Uh, but for myself, uh, for one, I, I mean, it's kind of weird drinking alone. Uh, but <laughs> also, like, it's, it's more so um, I have a hard time with uh, <clears throat> uh, drinking um, and then coming across um, or being down for multiple days after for afterwards. So maybe that may be the, the type of drinking intake, of course, uh, but also um, it's, it just doesn't sit well with me to uh, be down and not actually um, at full mind capacity, um, I, especially being outside. I'm not good at all at being outside without um being fully coherent, um, unless I'm in the comfort of, uh, you know, folks that, um, know me, of course, uh, but still, even then that's the case, anything can happen. So I tend to stray away from that, but every once in a while, you know, there's certain people that, you know, can definitely get you into a state to, all right, man, you know, so it, it, sound, it sounds good, you know, and also we can get some good conversation out of it too. So ended up doing that. Um, and the funny thing about it was being outside, um, after a while, actually, um, not just because of the pandemic, of course, but just like, you know, there's a lot to do. Um, and when you're busy and stuff like that, outside isn't as interesting as it used to be. Uh, but uh, going outside and uh, we went we went to multiple places and it was all dead. Everything's dead. Walking dead is on on outside. Um, there's cars everywhere, but no people. So it's very interesting. I don't know where everybody is with all like as a cars everywhere. So. 
I don't know, um, you know, PPP loans or uh, what happened, but people got extra cards, I guess. So it's more it's more than one card per person um, outside. So if there's people out there that have, you know, four or five cars um, all parked on the street at the same time, uh, that's that's what it looks like as far as like the the person to car ratio um, outside. So, uh, you know, wrapped around, been a few blocks, went to a few different places. Um, I was pretty dead. Watched the game um, at um, multiple places, but uh, watched the game. And um, I have a take on that later, of course, because, you know, I was really adamant about something on the last one I did. So I'll follow up with that. Um, But uh, it was interesting because, you know, going to some of these places, going to some of these bars and stuff like that, um, came across and saw that the that women were spending a, more time lining up at the at the donut shop than in the club, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's a switch. It's been a it's, it's a nice switch. Like it seems like uh, people have different priorities now. Like they're not so in need of uh, going into these uh, public spots to you know interact with strangers anymore. You know, you just go to the spots that you love. You know, your uh, some of your vices or whatever that you picked up over the pandemic. That's really cool. So. Um, if y'all do want to meet new people, then go to your local donut shop. You know, that's that's what it seems like. It seems like that's where folks be at. Um, I did also I had a conversation this past week and uh, excuse me, drinking this uh, tea right now. So, but um, so I'm, excuse me on the voice. I'm kind of losing it, but um, had a conversation with a person this past week. Um, and during the conversation, I got put on to a to a term or a syndrome uh, that I guess is sweeping uh, in, in a way, but it's called the, uh, the main character syndrome. And in some way, it was, it was meant to be like a low key dig or whatever. I shot at myself um, as being like a narcissist or whatever. Uh, but I I don't know how many people know about it, but I'll give a little overview of it. Uh, but for anyone who's ever watched the Truman Show, uh, the idea that your life could actually be one big drama is actually a condition um, that has been dubbed uh, main character syndrome. Um, and experts believe that is rising. Um, the condition has been blamed on the rise of social media and its focus on narcissism and self-promotional behavior. When a person sees themselves as a leading character and everyone else around them as simply extras. Uh, which sounds completely horrible, but I'll get more into that. Um, it's inevitable. It's an it's an it's inevitable uh, consequence of the natural human desire to be recognized and validated, merging with the rapidly evolving technology that allows uh, for immediate and widespread self promotion. Uh, I do see that being a thing, um, especially today. Um, uh, so with social media, so being so, um, it's really at the forefront, um, and it's like it says, um, it says normal as like having a phone in your hand or really as breathing at this point, uh, that people will be, uh, you know, going through there and actually um, talked about it before, but um, being a brand, um, everyone is a brand, uh, so <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that can definitely uh, lead to you being the main um, the main character in your storyline, 
but truthfully, I don't see it as a I don't see it as a horrible or a bad thing or anything like that. I think that right now, uh, with everything, uh, there's a term for everything because there's so much information. So people can literally make up something for everyone's personality um, and run with it. You know, if you get enough traction on it, enough people believe it. Um, very similar to me for like horoscopes too. Like I think that you can look at your horoscope um, and depending on like what month, if it's your, if it's yours or whatever, your, your sign, um, depending on like whatever your sign is, you tend to cater to, uh, whatever wording there is in that, um, as, as who you are, you know? So if you see that first or even with astrology or anything like that, I, I, be- I do believe that, you know, people talk about mercury retrograde, you know, um, that's also a way for like, okay, so that's a way for, um, you to, uh, come to grips on, uh, whatever, issues take place during mercury retrograde to say oh it's mercury retrograde so that's the reason why that's what's taking place so it's just the human mind's way of uh coping or uh connecting the dots on why things are what they are you know um the ongoing question of like our existence um is like the something that we always deal with or even like um our infatuation with uh death um, is because it's inevitable, you know, so, um, it's interesting, uh, that, that, that was just an interesting term that I had never heard of before. Maybe you have, and maybe I'm super late to the party. I'm super late to the party on a few things, um, because I direct a lot of my energy, uh, to researching or finding out things all the time. Uh, so, and it's, um, you know, sometimes people put me on, um, there's, there's an ongoing onslaught of information, um, constantly at the, at our disposal, uh, so um, it's not the worst thing that I'm super late to something or that um, unbelievable. Uh, so if I'm am, if I'm late and this is the first time uh, that I'm hearing about it, but everybody else knows they're listening, uh, then kudos to y'all. Um, but hopefully, if you're if you hadn't heard of that before, uh, uh, check yourself out and see if that's maybe what you got going on too. Um, and let me know if you think it's a bad thing, you know, uh, or a good thing, you know. Uh, Another interesting thing uh, that came across, and once again, this is just random streams of consciousness. Um, There's still a stigma behind not being married or having a child by a certain age, but not for divorce or stepping out because it has been normalized. As long as you do your initial bid, then you are free from society's proverbial thumb to be who you want to be. Uh, This was interesting. Um from this was just a casual conversation too like we've had this ongoing joke um in the office um about uh certain folks or whatever uh when they're in passing um but like as this because usually like when you're doing like people watching uh you're creating a narrative around people that you have zero clue about their personal lives but you do it by you know body language and you know constant activity uh, how people interact with each other uh so you get real you you can come up with a very interesting storyline for some people and we have ongoing ones you know there's just ones that we have no clue what the background is but you know it's it's funny it's it's who cares about the truth if the lie is is or or the um uh, if the if the lie is more entertaining? So for this, that's how this goes. Is like maybe this this is just way more entertaining than whatever the truth possibly could be. The truth is probably boring as hell. Um, but um, really, what I'm talking about is like the the stigma uh, behind uh, not being married. Uh, so 
this was something, especially because I was in, I was a part, not a part, but um, I was familiar with the group. Um, if you remember, like the um, uh, what is it, like the the women that got together uh, for a pregnancy pact, uh, and I was around a group of people that was probably a group of I want to say twenty. 26 people who knows how many actual people are a part of that group it's ongoing and growing uh, but they all came together from a activity uh, that we all did as like you know young adults uh, coming together to like stay active and also stay in contact with everyone working and stuff like that um, and um, it was interesting because they they clicked up um, some of them were already in relationships um, some of them started uh, dating each other. Um, and, and then, uh, it was almost as if like, okay, so all the women became super close to each other. Um, and then the men in passing, just like, you know, cause men are standoffish initially anyway. So it's not like no buddy, buddy shit initially. Uh, but as it goes on, as you, you know, constantly come in contact with each other and you're like trying to, uh, you know, stick, stake hold to, uh, the woman that you're dealing with, um, even if, especially if you're like thinking long term with that person, then you start to get to know the guys a little bit more too. Um, and uh, really, what happened is that it seemed like how things were taking place uh, that it was like everyone started getting, you know, uh, you know, there was a uh, there was proposals around the same time. There was. Uh, weddings around the same time. There were pregnancies around the same time. There was purchasing the purchasing of homes around the same time, uh, and uh, that's really what I was talking about. Is just like oh, because it, it just seems like I don't know if the men were so much on that uh, trajectory as well, or if they got coaxed into it, or if there was like you know you just tend to do and then you learn as you go. I don't I don't know how their process works. You know I don't I don't. I haven't done any of those things, so <laughs> uh, y'all can enlighten me. Um, but uh, it took away the stigma portion of things by being a young adult and conquering or doing all of these things that society says that you have to do in order to be, you know, normal or on par uh, for whatever your age is or your uh, internal clock is or uh, whatever it is, because, you know, men are uh, financially driven, driven women are, um, you know, there is plenty of things. I don't even want to say anything about women, to tell you the truth, because y'all bodies and y'all do what y'all want with it. And y'all have your clocks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't have anything to say about that. I know about the men's side. But, you know, if you want to know about a man, men are financially driven. Um, but it was interesting because all those things took place and it was all like checking off a list um, one by one by one. It was all being done. Each one of the people in that group. Uh, regardless if they like if there was cheating involved or, you know, if the person knew about the cheating or if there was multiple you know swinging situations happen or whatever. It was more, it was a bond that was being created through checking off the things that you are supposed to do by whatever age um, and that eliminated the stigma uh, that society has for you. Um, but it was interesting because uh, once you've. Checked off all of those things on the on the list. You can um, then then and how divorce is um, divorce doesn't have the stigma that it once had uh, because you've conquered the initial portion of things. So society doesn't care so much about 
after that part. So you can say that, oh, I've done those. Have you? You know, or um, because you got to think about it. The people that did not have an opportunity or not didn't have opportunity, but did not uh, complete those tasks by whatever age their family is looking at them a certain way. Uh, Friends may be looking at them a certain way, potentially. Uh, Society is for sure looking at you a certain way. Um, And that's really what we came across with the with the the people that, you know, doing the people watching as well is that. Uh, the ongoing narrative really is that so there is a guy um, that got with the, you know, maybe the um, the friend, like maybe the best friend from school. Um, the guy was on the fence and potentially even in the closet, um, but did a solid for the woman um, and put a ring on the put a ring on the finger, um, got the home. Um, had a child, um, and then um, 10 years later, you have the second child, um, and now, gradually, the guy is unwinding, and um, now coming out of the closet, and the woman is just fine, as the, she's also like the dominant, but um, is also fine because she's not, she's marked off the the the, li- the checks on her list, um, and the guy is okay as well because he did her a solid. Now he it, which bought him some time to then come out the closet and be exactly who he wants and needs to be. Um, so you know that's the ongoing narrative, uh, whether that's right or wrong. Who, who the hell knows? But again, like I said, the lie is way more entertaining. Um, so, yeah, that's something that we came across. Uh, so really, after doing those initial parts of the uh, list, uh, now the proverbial thumb is being lifted from, you know, both parties um, that can continue continue on and live their lives freely um, from, you know, any of the stigmas of society because you at least did the initial part of what they what they asked from you. So, yes, that, that was a little long winded, but, you know, that's kind of how the mind works, working through that as we go. Um, I also have some credit to give. Uh, there has to be more credit given to the couple that is toxic and going through hell privately, but straightens up publicly. I just like giving out credit, you know, and you got to think about it. Toxicity is subjective. Uh, And I believe that um, a toxic couple can be the worst of Debbie Downing for everyone else. And really, when we're talking about toxicity, uh, we only care if it affects us. Like if it's affecting the individuals um, that are involved, then that should be for sure like none of our business. But, you know, we can offer some advice or whatever. I'm not really keen at giving advice. I like people going through their own experiences um, and let them figure it out on their own uh, because it's their story, their storyline. Um, back to the main character syndrome. Uh, but it's their storyline. So, like, you know, they they want to come across a better 
or a different way who the hell is to know like what's better or, or different or or bet, better for that individual you know like i can't tell a other person what's best for them um i can say what i see you know and then they can go from there uh but I don't think it's really that effective to like be telling people every step of the way what's good or bad for them. You know, that's something, you know, that's that's for their that's for their uh, that's for them to figure out and uh, can get a grasp on for their own individual life. Uh, but going back to what I was talking about, um, isn't is it not the worst thing ever when a couple is arguing and put, airing all the dirty laundry uh, with other folks? in their presence like if you're out and about if you're at a if, if you're at a dinner and you ain't even got to be at the dinner with the couple but if you're at the table next to the couple that is having at it going through it and making a scene is that not the worst of situations because it's like i'm over here trying to enjoy my meal and you're over here telling me about my man's STD that he gave you or something random like that. Like that's some that's some old selfish ass shit to me. It's like y'all keep that in house, you know, like that or even wait until you get to the car. But that ain't for me to be eating like like for me to be um, hearing over over my salad. You know, like I don't want to hear about STDs over my salad. Like I'm not feeling that. Um, So I do want to give like credit to the couples that you know, keep that shit to themselves, like, or don't even come out to dinner if that's, if that's what's going on, you know, like, you know, if you, if you can't make it through a seated, a a seated situation with this person, um, to, to eat and break bread, um, in public, uh, without it being a big ass scene and cussing them out and blah, 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 then I would say, don't even go out to dinner, you know, or how about you go to a drive through? You can cuss, you can cuss, you can cuss as many people out as you want to in a drive through. You know, they don't, they ain't tripping, you know, and, and also they can close their window. They can turn their mic off. They don't give a damn, you know, so like you can do that shit in a drive through. Don't do that shit in a, um, in a restaurant, you know. Um, did y'all know that? I don't know if it's California or if it's just urban cities in California that they've only planted male trees. There ain't no there ain't no female trees out here. Did y'all know that? Just me? I'm the latest I'm the late one to the party on this one? You already knew that shit? Well, I don't know enough about California. I've been here my entire life. I need to do more research on California if, if I'm the only one that, did, that knew that, that didn't know that shit. But that's something else I found out about this week, um, which sucks because like it, um, the the economics behind it. So uh, female trees more than more than likely has the fruits that grows from it um, and they monitor you know how the how much free uh produce or food goes out so they wouldn't have women trees or female trees no women uh female trees uh grown to then offer free food to homeless people hmm this is it's sick out here you know um and then I also want to talk about um, 
When I was younger, I was told that there is no such thing as a stupid question. That was also something that I was told when I was in classrooms was that there's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, and then when I got old enough in like in workplaces and stuff like that, uh, of course, they don't talk about that shit in workplaces. But it's just always been insinuated that there's no such thing as a stupid question. But let me know if this is a stupid question. So regarding the male trees, how do male and female trees have sex? Hmm. Um, even further, by the roots or through surrogate hosts, i.e. bees? I'm gonna let y'all sit with that. Um, also about the trees, uh, if they're if 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 the the if the economy and the idea behind the economy on planting all these male trees is the reason why I have the worst allergies. I gotta go see somebody. Who I gotta go see? Cause somebody gotta pay for the fact that I didn't have these allergies for all these years. Like my shit is thrown is is toe up. So I need to go talk to somebody about my allergies and all these male trees. Like they they try to take me out every single season. I'm almost done here. Trust me. This is some more random thought. Um, stop Asian hate. Uh, Stop Asian Hate got Stephen A on his comments on Shohai Otani, uh, which just a little background on that information on that. Uh, Shohai Otani is a um, is like a, a, a star baseball, a superstar at this point, uh, baseball player uh, for the Los Angeles Angels. Um, he is from Japan. Uh, he pitches and hits. Uh, he's a leading leading um, home run hitter uh, for the first half of the year, um, and he also throws a hundred mile per hour fast a fastball. So um, he's like a a rare air unicorn at this point. Um, and they're comparing him to Babe Ruth. He's only this is his first season in the. I think he's his first season. I want to maybe it's, no. This might be a second season. I don't know. I don't watch no baseball, but. Don't quote me on that part. Um, but Stephen A. Uh, said that um, it's not a good for the for the game that Shohei Otani is the uh, face of it at this point, and there's so much media coverage of him, and he needs to use a um, an interpreter. Um, so uh, the fact that he has to go to uh, the interpreter to um, translate. Uh, his his language to English um, is bad for the game because it's it's alienating um, the American people uh, to have the face not be American um, and that it should be um, like Bryce Harper or um, even Shohai's um, teammate. Um, damn, I forgot his name. Um, I don't know, but y'all, y'all get where I'm going with that. Um, so there was a lot of... Um, there's not a pushback on that. And of course, as everything right now, um, Stop Asian Hate got got that ass. Um, and 
Um, Stephen A. had to apologize. Uh, he got, he got, you know, he got ahead of it before Disney made him, supposedly. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. Uh, but he went right into his apology bag uh, for those comments, uh, even though um, they were, um, they were, they were valid comments to make. You know, there was, um, it was thought out. Um, but you know, I guess it is a form of uh, hate speech. Um, so it's just interesting. It's just interesting. But I do uh, wish that the media would be. Um, I do wish that the media would be consistent, uh, because that's not far from uh, the comments that he made on the Nigerian uh, men's team uh, beating USA, uh, which I can give you a little soundbite for. There's no excuse to lose to Nigeria. Some dude, Gabe Namdi, who goes by Gabe Vincent for the Miami Heat, a Caleb Agata, a Namu, however the hell you pronounce his name. You give up 60 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Stephen A. once again. Um, but this time, you know, completely butchering uh, African names um, in order to get his point across about, you know, Team USA losing to Nigeria. Uh, though Nigeria just came out and showed USA uh, just how soft folks are, you know, just how soft the game in, in the U.S. has gotten. Um, they came in and, and punched him in the mouth. You know, they out-rebounded him. Um, they beat him up. Uh, they show that the international game is physical. Um, that's the reason why Dokic, uh, when he got out here, he's torched uh, the NBA um, and said that, you know, it's an easier game over here. Um, not, I mean, it's, it is easier when you've been playing for so long, but also the international game is physical. You know, um, they've taken the physicality out of USA basketball, out of, out of U.S. basketball um, in order to drive for, once again, the economy and, and for sales. Um, they made it more of an offensive game. Um, you can't you can't blow on a person without pause, um, but you, without cu- um, catching a foul. Um, so uh, they just Nigeria just showed them just how soft the USA game has gotten. Uh, but that's not what I wanted to talk about on this topic. Um, not the softness of U.S. basketball, but more so um, his comments. You know, like butchering African names just because you you know you're not familiar with. Uh, you know, the the heritage or the background on uh, Africa um, and, you know, those names and stuff like that. Uh, take the time to take the time to get to know some things, you know, um, um, and also the entitlement and the uh, uh, privilege of America um, to just blow past uh, something like that and also not respect um you know, the name of individuals and also um, the work that they put in, you know, those individuals, um, for one, made it to the NBA, which is dope, but um, from from Africa, but also they're growing the game in Nigeria. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot that we that we look past uh, being American and in our bubble. Um, that we need to, you know, get a grasp on and and dig back into the roots of all that, and where we shouldn't be so far removed. And they've blinded us as black people, um, as African American people. I really hate black because black is a stigma of or sorts. Like the the um, the color black is used for all things that are negative and um, 
and um, dangerous um, has been used for with uh, black involved. So that's the reason why I think that uh, Black Lives Matter doesn't catch the traction or gets the uh, or gets as much of the issues that they did as opposed to stop Asian hate. You see how you see how they branded that um, Asian stop Asian hate. They didn't say stop yellow hate. You know, stop yellow hate would have got nowhere. Uh, but um, Black Lives Matter, you know, there was a, a better branding play there um, that could that could have probably pushed it a little bit further um, or a lot of further, actually. Um, when you can humanize the individuals that you're talking about in there as opposed to the demonization of black. Um, but yeah, I kind of went off on a tangent on there, but that's again, how we do with these random streams of consciousness. Um, but get out of here with these next two. Um, <laughs> I hate to laugh at this, but come on, Dwayne Haskins, man, you got dusted up man. my man got dusted up by his wife. Uh, her, her mugshot was so cold. <laughs> so, so cold. Like she looked like he beat his ass. Like, like she for sure whipped that ass. Uh, so that's not something to like celebrate or anything like that. I just wanted to say that. And we ain't shit. As men, we ain't shit. You know, society also, we ain't shit because we laugh at those type of things. Um, um, and we shit it. Um, like domestic violence is a serious thing uh, both ways. Um, and men get dusted up all the time and can't really do anything about it, of course, which I don't condone anyone touching anyone uh, without their permission. Um if you're into that, was it BDS or B B? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Assume it's too many acronyms. But um, if you're into that, then I right, cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody should be touching anybody. But it's still kind of funny because you know, my man got that. I'm just looking at that mugshot, and that's the part that's comical. That's all. Um, lastly, I want to follow it back up with my uh, with my Bucks take, um, which I got a lot of. I got some flack for, uh, but. Um, with especially with where the series is going now, uh, but I still stand by it that the Bucks are the worst team to make it to the finals, um, and also, um, and, and that's it's not because of like any of the individual players. Like uh, I think they're all like secondhand uh, basketball players. Like I think they are, they're not superstars. They're all they are really good players, but they're not superstars. Uh, but. Um, there was more so just about the brand of basketball they play and there it's not intelligent like it's very dumb basketball that they play um they just happen to finally do the thing that they're supposed to do which is go into the paint they're the oversized team at some point you're going to have to take advantage of for one the the phoenix suns being young yeah they have chris paul who is old as fuck for basketball terms like he's not old as fuck as a person like he's like a few years older than me but um I'm talking about more so just like the uh, the uh, like how young the overall team is and also how small the overall team is like they're 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 a young, small team uh, with only DeAndre Aiden that's uh, tall, you know, and they also lost the Sarch or whatever. I'm talking a lot about basketball. This is not going to be of details, but for people that care about basketball, they don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, But finally, the Bucks as a dumb team did the one thing that could make them cover up the fact that they're dumb and be somewhat smart. And that was go into the paint and use their size. 7-3, Brooke Lopez, go in the paints. 
Giannis stay at the around the painted area you should only be a few feet outside the paint make all your moves quick from the post like to, you can face up from the post and make a quick move and you could do that religiously um uh same thing uh holiday you're larger than chris paul take him down um with uh holiday is a terrible finisher by the way but i'm getting too far with that um and then middleton you know middleton makes shots but he takes a lot of bad shots he makes them he makes some of them but he has a line drive shot so he takes bad shots um so that was just that was just an overview of that um shout out to them for now that you know they're up three two uh series has been decent you know um uh but yeah i just want to follow up on that i still say that they're a dumb team uh, I still say that they're the worst team that made it to the to the uh, finals, uh, but the, but that doesn't cover up the fact that a, a bad, dumb team won the, can win is potentially going to win the NBA finals this year. This whole entire year just went into the can. This was a trash year. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, that was my only take for today. Um, appreciate y'all for listening and sitting through my random streams of consciousness. Uh, let me know how I feel about it. Love, love. Good morning to my Meet the Brave podcast family. This is Lex B.U.B. Shots out to LG and Monty Draper, uh, my co-host. As you can see, we're doing another remote pod. And this one, I first want to just, you know, say thank you to the two brothers that I do this podcast with because throughout this time I've noticed that I've grown a lot just through our conversations and being able to sit there and talk talk through thoughts and talk out these things and then have the rest of this podcast family that we have grown and built together let us know their thoughts on our thoughts and it's just this ongoing like conversation that's a real beautiful thing so i want to say thank you to them thank you to whoever's listening and before i start i feel like i should define a couple of words before i go into this conversation so first let me say When I say niggas, I don't mean all men. I just mean a particular type. And that also goes for the word bitch. And technically, in the way I'm about to use it, I'm not even talking about women. So, with going on, now that that is cleared up, let me find out that you niggas want to be The bad bitch now. And this conversation goes from, I was having a conversation with a homegirl and she was telling me about the new guy that she is dating. And she went on to tell me that this guy has a couple of things that he feels when he gets into a relationship with a woman, the woman should do. And Those things are paying for haircuts, making sure that he has gas in his car, 
and that his feet are what's called pedicured. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And when I was talking to her about it, she said, it's cool because, you know, he dicks me down right and I'm not tripping. And if he ever starts to trample, starts to tripping, I'll just get a new one. And she went on to say, you know, he looks good, smells good. He's great on candy for me. So it works out. And then that's when I started thinking, well, we are in the time now where women are finally getting paid what they should be getting paid. And so I guess now that that is happening and the world is slowly, very slowly starting to balance its way out. So I guess now certain niggas can become the bad bitch that needs their hair done feet done, gas in her car, and and basically be the eye candy for the woman and have all the new clothes and fresh shoes. So as this conversation with my friend proceeded, I had to ask her, does she feel some type of way that the dude came at her like that? And she said, no, she said, men been doing it with females for years, you know. They've been paying for females to get their hair done and all that. And she was like, now that since I got the money to do it, if I want this certain type of dude, then I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So it led me to ask her, what do any of her friends think about it? And she was like, I most of my friends feel the same way. She was like, it's actually easier this way. She was like, then as soon as the niggas start fucking up, it's even easier to get them out of there, and then I'll just go get a new nigga. And in my head, I was like, man, we as men is already trash. And if women start moving like this, it's even easier for men to be even more trash and expendable and get tossed. What do y'all think? And how many niggas out there really want to be a bad bitch and get your hair done and shit? Because there's probably a lot of you. Oh, shit, I just started thinking. I wonder how many of these... The bad bitch niggas is asking to get flown out. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Uh, my other random thoughts is... Do you guys think that condoms were actually invented to stop pregnancy and to stop STDs or just to make sure that men don't nut as fast? Because I do understand that Condoms do help prevent unwanted pregnancies for the most part. I think they're what, 97, 96% effective, so that's a really high percentage. And I also know that it does help stop with the transfer of STDs. And they say that, you know, a man invented it, what, 18 something. But do you think it was the man invented it? Or you think maybe his wife was like, hey, 
you be busting hella quick. You need to get this extra layer of protection on you. Give me a little bit longer time for me to get some pound town in. So I can get mine. Because I ain't getting mine. Because you, you know, ah, hella quick. It's just a random thought that I've been thinking about. Because I keep seeing all these advertisements on every fucking where about all these new special condoms. And really, the condoms seem like they're more for her. But the main thing that they try to do now with the condoms is, oh, if you do this one, they got special enzymes in there to make you last even longer. It's like, I can already barely feel shit when I wear a condom. But anyway, that's completely all, that's a whole another just franchise. But what do y'all think? The last thing I just want to touch on real quick is talking about recent shows that I've been watching. Um, Low-key on Disney Plus is a great show. And it introduced Jonathan Majors as Kane in the final episode. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched all the episodes of Loki, on the last episode of Loki, they introduce Kang, the Conqueror, and it's played by Jonathan Majors. And Loki is already a great show, and I think one of the lead, like, creative directors, you see the creative directors or head of the writing room was, uh, actually supposed to be Somebody who was working on Rick and Morty and was supposed to be the lead creative director or lead of the writer room for Rick and Morty. But then Disney offered him this job, so he ended up going with the Disney job and not taking that position on Rick and Morty for the season five. But my hot take is that Jonathan Majors between, well, after seeing him in Lovecraft Country and now just seeing his beginning in this he is going to be like the next big actor for some years. And I know a lot of people were saying that after Lovecraft Country. And I was pretty much in assurance, I was pretty much in agreement with it. But now after just seeing this little part that he played, I'm like, nah, he's 100% all the way there. Um... And then I went back and I've been rewatching House. And the only quick thing I want to say is that that man, Omar Epps, is talented. And he was killing it. Between Jay Reed in Too Deep to House. Yeah. Give him his flowers, man. Give him his motherfucking flowers. I think I'm pretty much good after that. Y'all enjoy your Monday. I can't wait to see my brothers. Hopefully next Sunday when we record. Love y'all out there. And yes.
up, still somehow you felt lied to And if we being real, we both know what pride do Seen this all before, you're not mad enough to leave Malibu with dust and silhouette you never seen AC, roof crack, blowing big, bumping dreams You know pillars never lean, I see you at the top Wanna know what's real, turn a stranger to a rock Should probably use my key, keep it player, I'm a knock Know exactly how to love you, won't pretend that I forgot Sleep away. Never let the muse go to waste. 